Hello and welcome to Your Life Rocks, the podcast that equips working Christian moms to create balance, clear chaos, and reach your goals in all areas of your life. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, your host and fellow working mom, and I'm so glad that you are here to hang out with us today. Well, ladies, if you listened to last week's podcast, I walked you through the steps of weekly success planning, all eight of them, and how to up-level your Sunday prep. Over the course of the last weekend, we did a live version of this within our Facebook group and added some extra support and accountability. And there was a giveaway for a free life balance planner. Super fun. And I'm so proud of all of the work that everyone put in to move their life forward in a positive, balanced way. Seriously, rockstar status. If you're not yet a member of our free community, you totally should be. You can join us by searching Your Life Rocks community in Facebook, or you can go to yourliferocks.com and click on the community button and you'll have instant access. Well, to piggyback on what we talked about last week and really what we're doing inside of our Facebook group, today's episode was supposed to play off of that. We were going to be doing a prep day for your work week and talk about all of the systems, all of the tips that you can really do to set you up for success in your career. Because while we talk about career a little bit when we do weekly success planning, it's really every aspect of your life. But let's be honest. Career and what we do for a living takes up such a big piece of that. And there's so many projects, so many things to do. It deserves its own prep time. And so I was going to walk you through all of the steps required for that. But (laughs) I felt that God had this message for you instead. So the career stuff will have to wait until next week's episode. So if you're excited for that, make sure you hit subscribe so that you do not miss next week's episode when we talk all about how to set up your career for success in a prep time period. But trust me, I think that this episode will be good too. This episode is going to be all about your faith. You know, this topic has been brewing for a long time and it has really taken my notice in the last few weeks uh, just from observations for women in the Facebook group, my friends that I have, my social media news feeds, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. And I recently listened to a sermon online that hit the nail on the head and God brought it all together for me. Now, if you've listened to this podcast before, I want to thank you so much for coming back. And you might have heard me talk in past episodes about obedience. And there's a good reason that this keeps coming up as a reoccurring theme. Not only, I think, is this message for everybody, but for me especially, God has taught me a lot about obedience in the last year. Now, I have to admit, I have a rebel heart. (laughs) I have always avoided obedience. I am a go against the grain, lead instead of follow kind of girl. As a side note, I am also an ISFP in Meyer-Briggs, which means I do this in a very quiet, subtle way. I have never done things just to do them. So as much as religious obedience seemed, well, kind of religious, I just couldn't find myself doing those things. Again, my rebel heart, my flesh, was taking over in that part of my life. Because after all, if the cross was all I needed, then why did I have to do all of these other things? Now, if you've heard me talk before, you know I was not raised a Christian. So as I started my Christian life at age 19, this was something that was hard for me to grasp. And as I've matured, it's become a little bit easier. But just like everything with God, like once we start to get it, he really starts to refine it. So if you feel like, I got this, you just wait. 
because refining is coming, but refining is the beautiful part. Refining is what makes coal into a diamond. I hope it's coal that becomes a diamond. I know it's something that's rough and ugly that becomes a diamond. I'm pretty sure it's coal. But this is what I figured out. So yes, all of those other things are needed. And here's why. Submission. Submission is why. Bottom line, being obedient is about giving into his way and not my own. When I do that, my good father takes care of me. He heals me and healing is growth. But it means we have to let go of being broken so that we can let him make us whole. Now, in the past, when I looked at obedience, for me, it was about being good enough. But you know what? It's not good enough to be good enough. We can never truly be good enough. When we obey God, we are allowing him to heal us. Right now, there is this message that the world, and I keep seeing this in my Facebook feed, that the there are certain groups of people that are, are sending this message that we're not broken, that we are perfect and whole and just who we are, that yes, we are amazing. We have this power of greatness within us. And while I believe that some of that is true, it is because it is God that is in us. I don't believe that we are unbroken people. I believe that we are truly broken people. And I see this all around me. I feel it inside of me. You know, at my day job, um, I witness hundreds of people a month in a very unique situation. My family owns an escape room. If you've never heard of an escape room, you should totally look it up. You should totally go to one nearby. They're all over the world. So I guarantee wherever you're listening to this, that you can find an escape room that's near you. Ours happens to be in Oregon State, and I love that that is our family business. But part of running that business is I get to watch people in the room, which is very, very interesting to watch. But you know what? The brokenness always comes out in one way or another, in everyone. And at some level, it is beautiful. So while on one side, there's this universalist telling us that we're not broken, that we are beautiful and whole and mighty, and then we have this other side, and I'm sad to say, a lot of them are Christians that glorify broken. And this, this, ladies, is what's been killing me. It's been on my heart so much lately that we as working moms especially wear it like a badge of honor, like a crown that is something to be glorified, to be broken, You hear things and you see things on social media like, I'm a hot mess express. I have no time to shower. I'm so busy. I can't even remember my own name. I'm living on caffeine. I'm stressed to the max. Beyond busy is the identity that so many people cling to. But is that really what God wants us to cling to? Is that really the message that we want to be sending out there? That we are merely just surviving and trying to get by through our crazy, hectic, busy life? Is that really who you want to be? Because yes, being authentic is an amazing thing. Letting people see your brokenness is an amazing thing. But I don't think that God called us to sit in that brokenness, to embrace that brokenness and become that brokenness. Because I also acknowledge that I am made whole in him, in Jesus You know, this sermon that I was listening to over the weekend had this really great analogy that helped bring everything together for me. And I love a good analogy. I hope that you do too. And sometimes I can lose people on my analogies, so I hope I don't lose you on this one. If I do, I apologize in advance. So here's the story, okay? I want you to imagine all these people driving down a highway. 
as they're driving down the highway, they all run out of gas right about the same point in the road. They get out of their cars and they talk to each other. They admit that they let their car go on empty. They swap stories of why they let their car go on empty. You know, one of them, they talked about how their parents always let their car go on empty and how it was that raising in that situation that allowed them to make their car go on empty. Um, Other people are sharing their story about how emptiness has led them to where they are today, stranded on the side of the road with no gas in their car. They begin to bond over this emptiness and they begin to wear it as a badge of honor and enjoy this emptiness that they all share. Meanwhile, there's a gas station just across the street operated by Jesus. And he comes out with a gas can and says, come on over. I will fill you up. But they say, no, thanks. I'm good here. I'm sitting in my emptiness with all these people who are also empty. Maybe when we're done, we'll stop on by. But how many of us that that is where we are? God is there. He's reaching out. He's calling to us. Come to me and I will heal you. But yet we would rather sit in our brokenness and share our brokenness with other people. And maybe that brokenness is having too much on our plate. Maybe the brokenness is something completely different. But healing is there. Now, I can't take credit for that analogy or that storyline. It came from Bill Bush from Rock Point Church down in Arizona. So I will certainly link to that sermon in our show notes Whenever I can't get to church, that was our church we had when we were in Arizona, and I love it, and I still watch all of those sermons um, online every single week. Now, I want to tell you um, what I'm talking about from a personal standpoint, if that's okay. I want to share a little bit of what this has looked like over the last year for me. And like I said, this is something that's been brewing for a long time. Over the course of this last year, obedience has really been something that God has been showing me more and more and more. But before I get into all of the details of this messiness, brokenness, and gooey stuff, let me say that if you're looking for a path to follow for your own healing from brokenness, don't follow someone else's. Don't follow mine. Follow God. God goes before you on your own journey, not anyone else. Don't replace him with anyone He might use other people to stir things inside of you. And I hope that today's podcast does that for you. But ultimately, Jesus is your answer. He's the one to follow to help you heal from whatever brokenness that you're in. The brokenness might be coming up as stress. It might be coming up as doubt. It might be you have no idea what it is, but you just can cry at the drop of a hat. Maybe it's confusion. But know that all of those things are not of God and he will heal you if you seek him. So this is something that um, has come up a lot for me and especially today. Don't you love Facebook memories? For me, I, I sometimes I'll post stuff on Facebook just so a year from now I can be reminded of it or three years from now. But it's been really fun for me over the course of the last few weeks to really see things that have started to unfold for my family one year ago. Just one year ago. So much has changed. You know, it was one year ago this week that I quit my corporate job because my husband and I had this idea to start our business. And, you know, it really goes beyond that, the healing. And it started even probably six months before that when I had a job that I loved. I had a job that I was good at. I mean, I could essentially do it without very little effort. And I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. It paid well. The company treated me amazing. I mean, I've never had a company treat me better than this company. 
But God started to stir something inside of me, and it was something that I didn't understand. And it started off with him just saying, I want you to start blogging. And honestly, like, I'm not good with spelling. I'm not good with grammar. I'm not, I didn't know what I was going to talk about. Like, I'm not a blogger kind of a person. And I sat on it for a couple months, and I was not being obedient. And so other things started happening around me in my life, and I felt the need to write. I felt the need to write it out, to journal it out. And I thought, well, if God's wanting me to blog, I'll just start blogging it out. And so I did. I started blogging. I didn't publish any of that blog. It was on a website that was unpublished, but I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to start a website. So I was learning all of this stuff and trying to be obedient to him in a way without even really looking like it was being obedience. Now that I look back on that, I don't think that I thought I was being obedient, but I just felt this need inside to do something. And so I started taking action. Um, if you've listened to any of my past, past podcasts, then you know I like action. I want to help you get into action. And I'm all about giving you those action steps. So for me, this was my way of taking action to deal with some of the emotions that were happening. Well, in being obedient and taking some of those steps, different things started to happen and unfolding. And while some of them were external, most of them were internal and they were nothing I could ever plan for. I mean, I am the person who career was always first. And yes, if you heard my story, then my life at one point was so far out of balance that career was everything. Now through the systems and things that I teach now within our life balance courses, I was able to develop systems, planning, things like that, that really helped me find balance. But even in that balanced state, I was still very career driven. I had big ambitions and things that I was striving for in order to get to. But as God started to change things inside of me, I don't know, those things just seemed less important. And it was really when my grandmother died in December of, gosh, what year was it? It would have been a year ago this last December that she had passed away, that things became really clear for me that I needed to do something different with my career. And I had no clue what that was going to be. Fast forward a few months. Um, as Actually, let's rewind a few months. Well, it's not fast forward yet. So right about that time period when my grandmother passed away and I knew I wanted to make a career change, not knowing what it was going to be, um, we really started planting some seeds and doing a lot of praying and having a lot of conversations with different people to really see what that could be. In fact, one of the conversations I had was with my boss, actually, at the time, telling him, I don't want to travel anymore. Because you see, my last job that I had, my last corporate job that I left a year ago, it required me to travel two to three weeks a month. Now, when you have small children at home, and my kids are not super small. I mean, I've traveled pretty much their entire life. But when you're gone that much, you really have to have some good systems for balance. And it can really take a toll on you. So over the course of the next few months, from when we had decided that, there was became this series of events that tested that feeling inside of me. There were opportunities for promotion. There were opportunities for me to chase down my career. Things that became so confusing, so consuming. And then it dawned on me that I was letting the power be in my hands versus God's hands. He started this within me. I needed to let him finish it for me versus me trying to figure it all out myself. 
And as soon as I made that choice to kind of hand things over to him, then that's when we started to get this clear idea about a business for my husband and I to start. And this business would move us home to Oregon from Arizona where we had transplanted for my career. But as you can imagine, it was going to be a big step. I mean, you have to understand, my husband was a stay-at-home dad and had been for many years. And he'd started like a little business on the side that he would do while the kids were in school, um, creating and installing home theaters for people. And it was amazing and he loved it. I, again, I loved what I was doing. There was nothing broken in our situation. But the brokenness was so deep down inside of me, I didn't even know it was there and I couldn't even put my finger on it of what it was. But God was healing me through obedience, every little step along the way. Now, I should also mention in this time period, some things that I'd always struggled with in obedience started to fall in place. Things like tithing, things like reading my Bible, things like spending time daily with God, um, praying about bigger decisions versus just jumping into making a decision for myself really including him more into my life because although I had found the systems for balance, we never arrive there. It's always a journey. And so for me, the biggest part of balance is including God into every part of my life. And I will tell you, yes, the planner is amazing. You can sign up for my courses. They're amazing. But if you truly want balance in your life, the number one thing you have to do is absolutely free. And that is invite God into every part of who you are, every part of who he created you to be. That, my friends, is the key to having a balanced, peaceful life. So over the course of that time frame, I had done all of those little things that led up to this bigger thing that resulted in us quitting my job, or at least giving notice. I gave notice, like I said, one year ago today. We're in April. I didn't actually leave my position until June. I didn't have one of those types of positions where you could just give a two-week notice. I was running a whole country. So um, I really had to, you know, We had to have an exit strategy and a plan in place for that in order to happen, which worked out great because we also had to sell our house and just about everything we owned to make this dream come true. Yes, we were crazy, (laughs) but we were following God and this whole process because all of those things that came up as opportunities were just distractions. But again, as soon as we just decided that we were going to just follow God, trust in him to provide for us versus us trusting in ourselves, then that is when things started to fall into place. Now, I will say things were not easy. I could tell you, I mean, I could talk for hours about the challenges we had with selling the house, the challenges we had as we traveled home, the challenges we had in finding a place to live here, the challenges we had in setting up our business. But all along the way, Those were lessons that God was teaching us in deepening our faith and deepening our obedience to him and further healing us, healing me. I'm not going to speak for my husband, although he had his own little journey, but I'll speak for me. It was a huge healing process for me. And I didn't realize how deep that healing went until this morning when I was getting ready to talk to you about career and planning and all of that kind of stuff to set you up for success. When I logged into Facebook and I saw that post of asking for prayers because I was about to go into my boss's boss's office and give my notice and make a public declaration that I was choosing a different way of life. When I read that post, it took me right back 
to one year ago. It took me right back to remembering those feelings, those panic attacks, the tears. I'm getting like weepy right now, even just thinking about it because it was such a step of obedience. And like I said in the beginning, I have a rebel heart. I am not someone who is naturally obedient to anybody. So for me to make such a huge drastic thing, being obedience to God, there was so much inner peace in the moment when I got in the room, but I made all these stories up in my head. There was so much other stuff that tried to stop it, that tried to get in the way. But in obedience to him, that went away. Peace took over and healing truly began. So yeah, that's a big long story about me (laughs) and a little testimony. But you know what? God delivered everything along the way. But here's the point to all of this. God, he is such a good father and he loves you and he wants the best for you. And sometimes it is tough. Think about your own kids, right? You want the best for them, but sometimes you got to give them a little tough love right? You have to teach them the hard way because sometimes they're just too strong-headed to get it the other way, like me. But obedience will heal you. He will heal you. You have to surrender your understanding, your ways. Decide that being broken is not a place for you to stay. You were made for so much more. And you know what? It's a narrow path, but Jesus is standing there waiting for you to take him up on his offer. Will you be obedient and become whole? Now, let me say this too. God will heal you in the way that he knows you need to be healed, not always in the way that you want to be healed. That's part of the surrender. That's the most beautiful part about this. It's the part that brings you to your knees with tears of joy, that your loving father sees you, so clearly. He knows you. He knows the healing that you really need. And it's usually something so deep, deep inside that we refuse to look at it. And it changes everything for the better. It's your source to serve. That healing, that is the source for the path and the purpose that he has for you. To serve others, to bless others, and to further his kingdom. And that is his will for your life. You know, that last part when I said it's the part that brings you to your knees with tears of joy. This morning, I got so weak in the knees and I couldn't fight back the tears. And my kids were getting ready for school. My husband was getting ready for work. And I didn't want to interrupt them with this huge realization. And now looking back on it, maybe I should have, but I just escaped quietly to my room and I dropped to my knees and praised him, praised him for the work that he did, looking back to see how he laid everything out because we trusted him and obedience. And I'll tell you what, this little rebel girl talking to you right now, looking back over everything he's done over this year, I am so motivated to surrender more, to be even more obedient to him because I have seen what he can do. And again, it's never anything we could possibly imagine. It's never like, if I do this, he will do that because it's beyond our measure what he can do. But we have will. He's given us that free will for us to go when he calls. So I just want to encourage you to pray about this. Pray about this topic and ask God to show you what that first step of obedience is for you. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Don't try to figure it all out. Baby steps. Follow him and he will guide your path. 
Now, as you can imagine, for this topic, there are so many different Bible verses that we could look to to be our Bible verse for this episode. And honestly, it was really hard to find just one. Now, if you're listening for the very first time to this podcast, this is something we do each and every single episode as we pick a Bible verse because, yes, most of our episodes are very practical and different things that you can apply to your life to reach different goals. But at the heart of it, we are Christian women and we need to be living out the word of God in everything that we do. So I always try to tie a Bible verse to the topic. And so today's Bible verse is Proverbs 4.20 through 22. And it reads, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are the life to those who find them and the health to one's whole body. And the reason why I chose this verse over the mountain of other verses that I could have chosen was because it really pays tribute to listening to the word of God and keeping that in your heart, keeping that at your focus. Because for me, when I was first kind of thinking, I just want to be obedient to God, Lord, just tell me what to do. And I would pray that over and over and over. And I wouldn't always hear him. And the reason was, is because he had already spoken it. It was in the Bible. (laughs) his word of the things that he wanted me to do are written down there. It's there for us to study. It is a living word for us to fuel our souls, to keep us moving forward so that we can be obedient to him. So pray, spend time. And when you see those things in the word that come up that you know you should be being obedient to, that's probably God talking to you. So you should probably take action on it if you want healing. Now, we're going to continue this conversation all week long within our Facebook group. And rather than asking the obvious question of what do you feel like you need to do to be obedient to God, I want to keep that between you and God. Now, if you feel like you do need some extra prayer around that, you can always reach out to me. You can send me an email at jenny at yourliferocks.com or you can send me a message within our Facebook group, however you want to contact me, and I would be happy to pray for you. But rather, here's the question of the week. How are you including God into your everyday? Because here's the thing. We can talk about that next baby step of obedience. And maybe for you it's tithing. Maybe it's spending time in the word. Maybe it's who knows what else. Maybe you need to be baptized. Like whatever it is for you, that's very personal. But the best way that we can know what it is that God would have for us to do, the best way we can be able to be obedient and learn and heal is to grow closer to him. And the way we can grow closer to him is to include him in our everyday life. So that's our question of the week that we will continue all week long inside the Facebook group is how can you include God more into your everyday life? So jump on over there, share some ideas, share some inspiration and get some inspiration from the other ladies in there. We're all working Christian moms in there. We all know what it's like to be crazy. However, that is not the mantle that we're putting on our lives because we are daughters of the king and we are worth way more than a busy schedule and we deserve more than to be living on caffeine and barely surviving because God wants to heal us. He wants us to thrive and so we can further the kingdom for him. I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you enjoyed it, would you mind sharing it with a friend? Uh, It's truly my heart's desire to be able to help more working Christian moms create balance and clear away their chaos and reach their goals in all areas of their life. I hope that you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, and of course, subscribe to this episode so you don't miss a single one. I promise. 
unless God intervenes and gives me another idea, I promise next week we will be talking about career and how you can really take just a couple hours on a Friday afternoon or a Monday morning and really set you up for success in your career. So until then, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.